Welcome to Leading Simple, Hope for the Overwhelmed. Our goal is to make real life simple. Here's your host, Rusty George. Hey, welcome to Leading Simple. I'm your host, Rusty George. We're on a mission to help the overwhelmed. Today, we get a great conversation with Zach Zinder. If you have ever felt overwhelmed with how do I actually know God? How do I actually digest the Bible? How do I actually take next steps in my faith? Well, this is the episode for you. Uh, Zach is a devoted father, husband, fourth generation pastor, author, and speaker. He's the founder of Red Letter Living and the author of best-selling Red Letter Challenge, which is that devotional I'm talking about. It came out in 2018, and together, Zach and his wife, Allison, they co-wrote this, and they also wrote Red Letter Challenge Kids in July of 2019. Uh, Zach and Allison uh, have two sons, Nathan and Brady. Uh, He loves playing golf with his sons, eating Chipotle, and rooting for Cleveland sports teams. We want to hold that against him. He's a number eight on the Enneagram, which represents the challenger. So it makes sense he'd write a book and lead a ministry that is about challenging people to be great followers of Jesus. Today, we're sponsored by the Red Letter Challenge. Red Letter Challenge creates resources and workbooks to help Christians of all ages follow Jesus and become more equipped disciples. Their resources are simple to understand, challenging in concept, highly practical, but always squarely aimed at loving Jesus and growing as a disciple. So start today by taking the free Red Letter Challenge assessment or by browsing some of our favorite resources and blogs at redletterchallenge.com. Now, enjoy my conversation with the creator of the Red Letter Challenge, Zach Zinder. Zach, it is great to have you back on the podcast. Uh, Last time you were with us, we've covered the fact that you uh, made it into the Guinness Book of World Records for (laughs) preaching for 50-some hours straight. Is that right? Yeah, 53 hours and 18 minutes, but who's counting, you know? Oh, man, I think if I did that, I'd know every second. <laughs> hey, um, so one of the things that brought our conversation together last time was a, a, a book or a curriculum or a study that you put together called the Red Letter Challenge. Um, for our listeners that may not be aware of what that is, uh, would you just give them a, just a quick update as to what that is? and how that's been going uh, over the last couple of years with it being out. Yeah, yeah, the original Red Letter Challenge was a, uh, f- written as a 40-day workbook um, to be a challenge. And so the idea is um, very simple. Let's go back to what Jesus said and do what he said. That's actually not my idea. <laughs> that's Jesus's idea. <laughs> so I just kind of um, looked through different commands, of, primarily focused on the commands of Jesus, and tried to give people really practical daily challenge for how to practically literally do what Jesus said. And we kind of targeted it around five principles that we saw come out of the mouth of Jesus the most often with commands. And those are being, forgiving, serving, giving, and going. Um, And so anyway, we put the book out and what we found is it's helped a lot of people, but I think kind of where we've run into kind of our bread and butter is when a church picks it up and, and uh, they've done um, churchwide challenges with it. And so, you know, they're using it not only as a 40 day workbook for individual readings, but doing small groups with it and sermon series and kids curriculum. And yeah, it's just been super cool to see what God's done with it. We've, we've worked with hundreds of churches up to this point. And uh, yeah, I think right now in the Lenten season, when we're, when we're recording this podcast, we just kicked off a 40 day challenge in about 120 churches last Sunday. So Mm. cool to see what God's doing. That is so great. So 
I mean, anytime you write something like this, it's it's a little bit like pushing a boulder up the hill. You know, it, it just it yeah. overtakes you at some point. How did you get the momentum going for people to join in? And did you find that, you know, creating a workbook people can go through is is a lot. Uh, well, it's an easier sell to people, and churches a little bit gravitate to it a bit more than maybe just a standard book. Yeah, I think so. And, and the idea with workbook, at least with ours, is we want this to not just be words on a page, but lived out. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes even just in writing or scribbling or journaling and asking or in our in our language, challenging people, uh, I think that's really the the heart of it. And what our what this new generation that we're growing up with is is really seeing is it's important to learn about Jesus and to hear his words. But I think people are looking, whether they know it or not, to be challenged. And and um, what a beautiful challenge God gives to each of us, the overall challenge to be his disciple and to follow him. And so what does that look like? And so I think, yeah, the practicality of it, the daily challenging piece of it probably helps give momentum because I think especially my kind of target that I talk to about these 40-day challenges as pastors. And I think what pastors want more than anything, truthfully, is to make and be disciples. And and, um, to make and be disciples, there is a a doing aspect that there's Mm. something tangible that has to happen. And so I think that's what uh, really, you know, you do it in a few churches and word of mouth and uh, people have a good experience and they tell their pastor friends. And so I think that's really uh, like you said, though, it is a little bit like pushing a boulder up and, and it's uh, it's a slow roll. It's not an overnight thing. And, and so we're just seeing that sort of what it what does Jim Collins call it? The, uh, the flywheel, flywheel effect. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think that's where we're uh, we're living in a little bit of that right now, I think. All right. So let's talk about churches that uh, that do this specifically for our church planners out there, campus leaders. Uh, what have you found is the best way to do this? Uh, is it to just put it out in your small group curriculum? It's an option for people. Is it a full scale, all church thing? What's the best time for it? I guess I'm thinking is the, the Lenten season the best? Is it first of the year? Is it school year? Uh, what have you noticed that's working well for uh, this red letter challenge? Yeah, good question. You know, I think pastors typically, uh, you know, that are doing all in church series, um, sort of pencil one in, uh, maybe one or two a year. I think that, that that rhythm works well. And so the best timing of the uh, to do this in the church calendar, I think is really four different times of the year. Uh, New Year's great because it's a time when people are thinking about uh, resolutions, new habits, setting goals. And so what better to sort of centrally focus on Jesus uh, in the new year? Lent is really good. Um, obviously, with a 40-day challenge, you got Lent of 40 days leading up to Easter. And so that's a, another really good one. I think also that, you know, we're, we're pushing for a next wave right now um, for the Sunday after Easter. There's usually about a six, uh, probably more close to an eight-week period um, that's still, uh, let's say, high attended, lots of involvement, lots of engagement, typically in the church year. I know everything COVID year has been a little crazy, but that's a, that's a really good time. And also, I think what's effective about the post-Easter is we spend a lot of times as pastors planning for Easter. And then it's like, I have a really high high that Sunday and a really low low on Monday because I'm like, oh, man, we did everything we could think of this past Easter and uh, Sunday's coming in six days. And so yeah. what's kind of nice is to actually have a 40 days done for you turnkey with at least all the key things already thought through 
So that's the third time. And then the fourth one, I would say, is definitely that fall season back mm-hmm. uh, back after school. Uh, we usually try to help churches see that Sunday after Labor Day um, as being a really good one. Um, and so those are the four. And then, yeah, to answer, you know, what what's is it best just as a small group thing? I, honestly, the best results come, I think, when a church goes all in with it. Yeah. Um, and I usually recommend four pieces to that. Number one, it's the sermon series. Number two, uh, we're getting books in people's hands so they can read individually. Uh, number three, a collection of those people who are also reading or getting involved in small groups. And, and then, yeah, let's get number four would be let's get the kids and students in with it, too. Yeah. Um, and that's and, what and I love about them it. In. Yep. You've put together a kid's book as well for uh, Red Letter Challenge, but also your next book, too. And that's what I want to want to talk about now. You, you yeah. came back with a, another type of study like Red Letter Challenge, and it's called the Being Challenge. Um, where did you feel like this study takes us that Red Letter Challenge didn't take us? Yeah, good question. Red Letter Challenge, the original book, I, to me, the, the question we're tackling is, what does it look like to follow Jesus? And we give five targets based on his words, being, forgiving, serving, giving, going. Uh, being, really, the question we're asking is, what does it look like to be in relationship? What does it look like then to grow in relationship with God? How do I be with God? Um, mm-hmm. What does that look like? And so the, there are two similar questions, but different. The one is uh, an overall red letter challenge is kind of an overall discipleship target, whereas being is more of a relational connection with God target. And what we've noticed in Red Letter Challenge, which I, I, I didn't have these words in the beginning, um, is that I really think that out of the five targets, being is the most important of the five because it informs everything else that we do, whether you use my language or not. The, the, the relationship that we have with God, the, the vertical, right, um, takes care of all the horizontal in this world. And if that's not right, then all the things we do... Uh, I don't know, you know, if it comes out of a heart that's not quite right with God, I think eventually God can do great things with anything, but, but eventually I think we'll burn out and we'll just get tired and weary and that's not what God wants for us. And so this one is, yeah, trying to help people grow in their relationship with God. Mm, That's good. Love that. Am I sensing that there'll be four more of these that go along with uh, growing, forgiving and such and so on? (laughs) Rusty, uh, it always overwhelms me, but yes, I, I don't. Um, we're actually, my wife and I just finished the first draft of uh, f- the next one, Forgiving Challenge, and uh, I'm pretty excited about it. We're hoping to come out with it later this year, but uh, we got a lot to do still for you it. You know, and I know we didn't plan on talking about this. Can I just tell you, if if people could have a great resource on how to forgive, wow, that would be huge. Um, especially coming out of post-COVID where we've just made everybody mad <laughs> and everybody's made us mad. Yeah. Um, I, I think that would be such a useful tool in the church. Yeah. And, and I agree. And especially in light of all things 2020 with, you know, pandemic, political unrest, uh, racial tension and oppression still high. What mine is actually focusing on, and I didn't necessarily have everything laid out at the beginning, uh, is a deeper issue. Like typically when I ask people, do you have a harder time receiving God's forgiveness or forgiving yourself? Or do you have a harder time forgiving others? Mm-hmm. Uh, about nine out of 10 people struggle more with the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, they struggle either to receive God's forgiveness or quote, forgive myself. And so m- mine turned into a 40 day journey to 
um, receive God's forgiveness for ourselves. Because I think we do need to forgive others and we need that answer like crazy. But if we're going to continue to send two broken parties to uh, reconciliation, it's just going to be more brokenness. We got to be free ourselves. And so anyway, it's been fun to think about. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what God's going to do. Yeah, I, I think that's going to be so huge. And I think that I mean, you've been cooped up inside with your family for a year. You're bound to offend <laughs> each other. So uh, right. <laughs> that, would, that would be helpful. Well, I love this. And I know that for writing, it, sometimes the hardest thing to know is what to write next. And to have this kind of laid out, it's got to be a real gift for you. Uh, when you write, uh, is this a, um, are you the kind of person that you sit down and you write for three hours and you're done? Or are you uh, just kind of write in the cracks of the day, a little bit here, a little bit there? Just get it on the on the screen and we craft it later. Yeah, I'd say it, it used to be more of the second one, um, but with all that God's doing in the Red Letter Challenge world, um, we've yeah we've we've kind of shifted position here, even at our church, to more of a part time role to more fully focus on the Red Letter ministry. So now I've got more time, and and so now it's it's fun. Like I I've never considered myself uh, a good writer. My wife tells me to stop saying that about myself and to stop listening to the lies of the enemy because, hey, if people are reading it and buying it and enjoying it, then you're a good writer. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, cool. Thank you for those nice words. Yep. But what's neat is the more I'm doing it, the more reps I'm putting in, the more confidence I'm even getting in my writing. And so it used to be, let me just fill in the cracks and throw, you know, I've got somewhat of an outline either in my head or on paper together already. Um, but it would be, yeah, when I got an hour, when I got, you know, whatever time, I'll just throw it in. But now what's nice is, um, you know, for the forgiving challenge, uh, I took a page out of my wife's book. She's a really, she writes the, our kids stuff, by the way. Mm. Um, and so I took a page out of her book where she's able to somehow lock in and say, if I got to write 40 days, I'm going to write one day a day for the next 40 days, put whatever I can on paper. And then it's just going to keep moving. And, That's and so what's neat, neat is I, I kind of did that for the forgiving challenge. Almost. I was pretty close. But you get into a rhythm and you just put the reps in much like the gym or anything else where it's a little bit painful, a little bit of hurt, you know, but you just keep putting the reps in and gets you feel stronger, you get stronger and it feels right. So it's kind of fun to yeah to be on this new journey that I never planned on walking. <laughs> right. But uh, anyway, so it's changed a little bit. How about you? What about you when you write? Hey, let me just pop in here for a second and interrupt our conversation by having another conversation. And that is, did you know that our recent book, After Amen, is now on Audible? And so if you're a person that likes listening to podcasts, you might like listening to a book. So just go over to Audible. You can pick it up there, download it, listen to it. And it was a lot of fun to read it and a lot of fun to share it. Now, back to the show. How about you? What about you when you write? Wow. Yeah, I, I think that your wife's exactly right. Just getting into that rhythm of a little bit each day. Um, I read that book that I think most writers have have read by Stephen King uh, called On Writing, uh, which is not scary. Uh, it's just a, yeah. a book about writing. And he said, write a thousand words a day, you know, even if it's not any good. Um, and that's that's kind of my goal. I don't think I do a thousand. I think it's more like 500. Sometimes it's a blog. Sometimes it turns into a sermon. Sometimes yeah. it's you know, stuff for the church, but a lot of times that's a chapter of a book. And um, I, I love uh, what many authors have said. I don't like writing, but I like having written. Uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. And, but I will say that, you know, now that I'm in it a little bit more, like I've had more fun with this one just yeah. because it feels like 
there's a, I, I like setting goals and I like, like you said, I like accomplishing them. And so that yeah. may be the more fun and it is just accomplishing the goals and checking the boxes for me. But yeah, similarly to Stephen King, I think Jerry Seinfeld, who, you know, obviously a great comedian, he has a habit of I'm, I'm going to write one joke a day. And typically if he's already writing one, he'll stay and write a whole lot more. Right. And so it's just that don't break the chain uh, sort of mentality when you got a big project, because at the end of the day, what a book is, is word count. And every book starts at zero words and every book will, you know, everybody's author probably has their goal um, and it'll get there, but it'll get there through initially writing it down, taking the first step. And then of course, cleaning it up, getting the quality and and putting everything else in there that, that God gives you. So, right. Well, what I love about your writing and your wife is right. You are a very good writer is it reads more like a, a sermon than a book chapter. And that was my hardest part of writing is a sermon is usually 2,000 words, 1,500 words, but yet a, a book chapter is like 4,500 words. So you got to really draw it out a lot longer. It felt like a message series every chapter. Your chapters are really succinct, so much so you even underline the things we should remember, which I love about that. You use different colors. It's not just black and white. And you got great stuff to say. I I, I find myself looking at the topic and I think, I kind of got an idea where this is going to go. And it doesn't. It takes me to a place I've never been, which I love. That's awesome. Yeah, I think, you know, we we work with a great design team as well out there near you guys in uh, Corona uh, called Plain Joe Studios. And they just have a really great design look feel. And yeah, I think at the, at the root of it, honestly, I'm a pretty simple guy. And so my writing is really simple to understand. And so even if I can simplify it and underline something or, you know, whatever, it's like, cool, I'll do that. Um, that's yeah. what I would want, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. and because there's the reality is if you're working in with churches, like doing church wide series and, you know, depending on the size of the church, it could be dozens, it could be hundreds, it could be thousands of people reading it at the same church. Uh, I don't know what the percentages are. I've heard them many times and I always forget, but there's a lot of percentage of people that just, they never, they don't ever read a book. And so what I'm trying to do is write something simple. And so for someone that's never, that doesn't read a book anymore, if they read a thousand words a day, um, but they need it to be simple. Cool. Here you go. This is simple. Uh, It's thousand words. And even if you struggle, here's a couple underlined words for you. So you'll, you know, at least get the gist of it. So interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, especially if you're in a small group, you just got to read through the underlying parts and, you know, you can talk about it like you're not an idiot then when right. you're in the living room. Now, that's so, my goal in life is don't be an idiot, right? That's right. That's all, that's all of ours. Yeah, I think yeah. The, the stats are are really sobering because men, especially, they don't read a book after high school. Yeah. Um, we read, you know, tweets or, uh, you know, ad boards and YouTube videos that we'll see stuff writing on, you know, scroll along the bottom, but we don't really read much. So you find most of your readers are women. Yeah, I think it's pretty, you know, it's pretty split. Like obviously once we work with a church, we typically, you know, we'll offload however many books they need and they're in charge of their own distribution and we give them some good tips and uh, tricks of the trade to do that well. So we don't necessarily see a lot of our um, individual customers, if you will. But what was interesting, um, I just saw it last week for the first time in a long time. Um, coming to our blog, we actually have a higher percentage of men than women, um, which I, I found that interesting uh, because, yeah, typically it's what, 65, 35 
yeah. um, in church oh, world, yeah. uh, something around there, mm-hmm. uh, give or take a few. And we were at about 55% men, 45% women. And I think if anything, what our resources do, I, I think all people kind of like a challenge, but men especially um, yeah. like and need a challenge. And so there is a little bit of a game, a competitive feel. And I try to like, hey, this isn't about checking the boxes, but um, but still there's a, like we, like we even talked about, I did about accomplishing a goal and checking, you know, just getting it done for the day. There's some satisfaction in that. And I think a lot of guy, guys, there are a lot of women as well that are wired that way. Um, but I think especially that sort of competitive, fun challenge aspect um, reaches out to men. I think they're, they're wanting to be challenged. They just need to be challenged. They need to be asked. Um, and if they're not, then they won't do anything. But if they are, you don't challenge me. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. I'm like, cool, go for it. <laughs> That's yeah, what I want exactly. you to do. A little reverse psychology, maybe. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we men need that, just a really <laughs> competitive advantage. And historically, women have uh, been so much more spiritual and interested in spirituality than men. And to put something on a, a level that guys definitely connect with is a, is a huge feat. Um, wh- wh- what's your hope for this? Uh, you know, you've got, you got two studies already down. There's at least four more in the works. Um, you know, where do you see this going? Are you self-publishing right now? Has somebody picked you up? Do you, you know, see yourself continuing to do this? What's next? Yeah, uh, we are self-publishing still, and, and we really like that. Um, I, I don't know that I'd go a different route um, because we can produce things. And I've got you know, quality assurance checks and things that we put into place uh, in the self-published world, we can we can do that. Um, and I can include a lot of my pastor friends in that, which is really neat to get them involved. Um, so yeah, so definitely, uh, yeah, four more challenges uh, that are on the way. That gives me probably five years worth of work right there. <laughs> um, but through it all, uh, we're actually rebranding um, away from Red Letter Challenge to Red Letter Media, um, only because we're be- we're, we're turning from a book into a, a, a brand or a ministry, if you will, of discipleship. And so our real mission is in all things to challenge all people to become greater followers of Jesus. And so at the end of the day, what we're looking to do is we're looking to challenge people to take a step um, towards Jesus. That's what all of our challenges do. So, so like big picture right now, what's neat is, so those 120 churches that just launched this past Sunday, represent about 30,000 books, um, which represent, we, we usually start our challenges on day six. The first five days are introductory. So if you count 35, 36 challenges, uh, like we're giving away over 1.1 million daily challenges in the next 40 days. Hmm. I know not all those will get done. I don't even know if half of them will get done, but I do think that hundreds of thousands of steps in the right direction, which will create ripple effects so that for me, thinking through of, cool, once we get a lot more of these challenges out there, um, we can get a whole lot of people taking good steps in the right direction every day. And long-term um, would be that we would create a movement where we would have a daily challenge outside of the books, even probably um, mm-hmm. create a movement in a group and a culture that uh, every day wakes up to a new challenge. And uh, hopefully, who knows, tens of thousands, million people might be taking a step every day towards Jesus. Uh, think about how much that could change the world. So that's uh, that's kind of what's in our head right now. So, you know, you think about it, most great movements, um, you know, we often think, well, you got to have, you know, 
75% momentum or 55%, it's really not that much. It's more like 18% mm. of the population moving in one direction creates this uh, herd mentality and uh, does begin this, uh, this crazy momentum. And I love that idea. It's simple, it's practical. Um, just the ability to do one challenging thing a day that makes you more like Jesus creates those keystone habits and it's just fantastic. So what is the name of your uh, your company you use for uh, self-publishing? Let's give them a little bit of press right now. Yeah, we work with um, we work with a, a few folks with that. Um, Steve Blunt in the Quadrivium Group is uh, one of the great connections that we use. Um, and so we've been able through Steve to connect with really great uh, editors. Uh, we've been able to connect with printers, um, all sorts of uh, things like that that. And, and also in the kids side, um, probably one of the greatest people we get to work with is uh, Doug Peterson, who helps us write um, our kids curriculum. And he's, again, my wife writes awesome stuff, but he, he'll write a narrative um, in the kids book to go along with it because kids really understand. It's almost like a Chronicles of Narnia type thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, kids really understand and come to life with that story. And so getting to work with Doug Peterson as well, um, it's been awesome. So yeah, uh, Quadrivium Group is is someone we got connected with initially from uh, from the design studio there in California, Plain Joe Studios. So it's kind of neat that as you're you know I'm I'm walking into this world without many contacts, and so as you get into it, um, you, you know you get connected with another person and another person, another person, and all of a sudden your network grows a little bit, and uh, you just get to work with some really cool people and uh, really talented people, which in my mind, make for a really great product is when you can have a ton of collaboration. I'd, I'd rather that and have to work a little bit harder to collaborate than just me write and just print it out after the first <laughs> first draft. You know, I, I know that God's going to bring so much greater things through the sometimes painful process of hearing what people have to say and what, what um, edits they make and things like that. But That's so great. Well, we love on this podcast to make uh, overwhelming things simple, and you have made the process of connecting with God but becoming like Jesus a lot more simple for us through Red Letter Challenge and the Being Challenge. Cannot wait for the Forgiving Challenge and the ones that are coming and so many more things from you guys. So uh, where can people find you and get these great resources? Yeah, absolutely. We have everything right now at uh, redletterchallenge.com. And uh, so they can find everything there. Um, I, we do give away free books to pastors. And so if, if uh, there is a pastor that wants to check out one of our 40 day or even both of them, if they put in the comments, that's fine too. Um, there's a short little Google form that'll ask email and address and things like that. But, um, but yeah, if anybody wants to check out uh, Being Challenged or Red Letter Challenge, uh, we'll mail them a physical copy for free. Um, uh, as far as uh, for pastors. Um, so we'd love to do that for any of your listeners as well. Um, and uh, yeah, offers there. So thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. Well, for those who have listened this long in the podcast, they get that, <laughs> that uh, little nugget there. Fantastic. Yeah. You got to hang on to the end to get the good stuff, right? I know. I know. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, we'll link that in the show notes as well. Zach, as always, it's just fun to catch up and uh, hear what's going on in your world. And thank you for what you're doing. Uh, I love the resources and uh, I love being able to, to offer them to other people as well. Thanks, Rusty. And appreciate you. And uh, by the way, your book, After Amen, is uh, really good too. And 
is a great way to describe uh, things and likely how I feel a lot in prayer too. And so I appreciate you for putting some words to that as well. I appreciate that. Thanks, Zach. Well, I love that guy and I think he's got great stuff for us. So make sure you take the free Red Letter Challenge assessment or just browse some of the favorite resources and the new material on being, which is so great at redletterchallenge.com. Hey, would you take a moment and share this with a friend? Uh, Right there, if you're listening on your iPhone, you can click on those three dots on the right and it will tell you that you can share this, just share it with some people and say, hey, I think you'd enjoy this because everybody that is a follower of Jesus is looking for a really great devotional, certainly one they can use with their kids. I think this will really help. And if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. That way you get it every single time it's released and even our bonus content as well. And if you're so ambitious, if you would write a review, that would be huge because it helps us gain traction in the very crowded podcast world. Next week, a new friend, Rich Birch, will be my guest. And guess what? He's another Canadian. Got a lot of those on the podcast. But he has one of the best resources out there for church leaders called unseminary.com. And it's one of the best podcasts out there for church leaders. So thanks for listening to Leading Simple, Help for the Overwhelmed. Take a moment and subscribe to the podcast so you'll get it delivered every week. And subscribe to the Rusty George YouTube channel for more devotionals, messages, and fun videos. Thank you for listening to Leading Simple.